Cake Adjacent Podcast, a once-a-week update on all things food, family, community, gardening, whatever. We call it Sidecar. If it has to do with the rituals around food and holidays, making food or taking it places, or remembering what we were eating during important times in our lives, we'll talk about it here. I am your host and bestie, Jen Coleslaw, coming to you from the soulless suburbs of Northern Virginia. Hello, friends. Welcome to the end of summer, although I can hear my bestie, Jeff, yelling at me from Providence, reminding me that just because kids go back to school around now doesn't mean that summer is over. Summer doesn't end until September 22nd, when fall begins. And speaking of school, I sure do love all of the back-to-school pictures I see on Facebook, and honestly, it's the only thing that Facebook is good for, but I'd really like to know What is in everybody's back-to-school lunchbox? Seven years ago this week, I hired a company to bring a small herd with six goats to come and eat all the invasive vines, trumpet vine, honeysuckle, wisteria, poison ivy, etc., off my fence in my modest-sized quarter-acre backyard. It was so much fun. I invited some Enviro folks over to check it out, and we had lunch, and it was a very nice day getting to know the goats who were super friendly and loved unfrosted animal crackers, which I also love. Unfortunately, the vines grew back, and it's now time to have the goats over again. That's not the unfortunate part, because I cannot wait to have the goats over again. The unfortunate part is that the person who runs that goat company turned out to be a completely in the tank for Trump and all the anti-democracy conspiracy theories that go along with it. And while I am all for differences of opinion, like whether a hot dog is a sandwich or whether Batman um, or which Batman is the best Batman, there's no way on dog's green earth that I will spend money with companies that believe that the global pandemic that has killed millions and sickened tens of millions is a hoax and something that doctors are somehow profiting from, or that January 6th was just a touristy thing, or any number of absolute bullshits that threatened to undermine our democracy. No fucking way. Not gonna happen. Not my money. So, I found another company, and I've reached out to them, and if I can get a date for the goats to come, folks who are local to me here in Northern Virginia will be absolutely welcome to come hang out on goat eating day, and by that I mean the date the goats come and eat vines, not the date we eat goats, because I don't eat goats. Okay, so how was your week? Mine was a bit of a grab bag, as you know, which is why this podcast is a little late this week. I had a checkup with my doctor and I got my shingle shot and man, that thing laid me low. But it was definitely better than having shingles. The doctor's visit was also a bit of a grab bag. My cholesterol numbers have never been better, which came as a bit of a shock because I am certainly not exercising. Uh, But some other stuff will need some attention, so I will go back in three weeks for another run of tests. But it's always nice to see my primary care doctor. I do worry about how doctors are doing during these incredibly trying times. I brought her some strawberry sauce and some peat raspberry sauce, and she said that in her culture, she's from India, that it's important that if someone brings you a gift, you have to give a gift in return. And I assured her that her gift is not the job that she does for me but that she takes all this extra time with me. 
most appointments at our healthcare facility are allocated 20 minutes. And if I am ever out of there in 40, it's a miracle. She spends all this time with me talking about all sorts of things like gardening and family and the weather and the state of the world. And that is a gift. And I know it puts her behind schedule. I'm sure that it does. And she still makes time for me. There's no amount of strawberry sauce that can repay that kind of kindness these days. So I'd say that that is one of my good things this week, my visit to my favorite doctor. Another good thing is a little victory. The last 10 months that I've been on this medication that's supposed to keep the cancer from making new tumors, my anxiety has been through the roof. I have long suffered from anxiety and panic attacks, but through a bunch of different remedies, some chemical and some behavioral, I have been able to manage it and even thrive until this new medication. And it has really set me back years. And I am not comfortable doing a lot of things these days. And that is upsetting because I feel limited in what I feel capable of doing. And I haven't felt like this in a really long time. I have been absolutely fretting about having to drive to Richmond, which is only two hours away. But as you know, in Northern Virginia, traffic can be a drag. And I would have to sit in a meeting for six hours and then drive back on a Friday. And I managed to do it all without any drama. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm not already work it up about next month's meeting in Richmond, but it's something. What is really extra upsetting, though, is that the oncologist doesn't believe this medication has a side effect of increased anxiety and depression and other side effects that can be very damaging to mental health, despite it being right there on the packaging. So I feel like I can't even talk to her about it without her trying to gaslight me, and that's a problem. But we're not talking about those things. We're talking about good things. And here's another good thing. My mom's birthday was Friday and she's 82. It's so hard for me to wrap my head around that number. As I have mentioned here, I have a lot of complicated feelings about my mother, who I love very much. This last few years have really brought a lot of those feelings to the surface though, but it sounds like mom is feeling better herself and that is a great relief to me. I had arranged to have the staff at her very posh senior living apartment complex celebrate her birthday at dinner. They made a lemon raspberry cake, one of the dessert options, and then they made a special cake just for her table. The chef came out and sang happy birthday with the rest of the dining room staff, and she was thrilled, but also a little mortified, which frankly is fine with me. I had also bought 150 of those Lind truffle balls that I always talk about, and Catherine put them in a big jar and brought them to the dining room with a little sign that said they were compliments of mom's birthday, and the next day they were all gone. So folks really liked that. I had originally planned to send the truffles to mom and suggest they bring that she bring them to dinner, but I knew that she would probably eat them all before they got to dinner, so they got sent to Catherine instead. I envisioned for a moment Catherine showing up at mom's door to take her to dinner, asking, where are all those truffles that Jen sent? And mom's standing there like a chipmunk with 150 chocolate balls in her cheeks saying, what truffles? I paid for the cake um, myself so that it would not come out of mom's dining room account. And I sent an additional amount so that if there was another resident in the near future who had a birthday coming up, but no one to celebrate it with, 
that they could make a cake for them too. Mom wrote a nice note to Kath and Kath forwarded it to me saying how much she appreciated the party and the dinner. And when I talked to her on the phone, she said that she thought that I was a really nice person. And in the past, when she said this sort of thing, it was like she didn't understand why I was a nice person. Like, why would I do something nice for someone else? Like the pay it forward cake fund that I didn't even know in a kind of incredulous, sarcastic and snarky tone of voice. But this time the tone was different. Like she was genuinely fascinated that a person could care about a complete stranger's feelings. So that was kind of nice. I'm not sure why I'm still looking for my mother's validation at my age, but there you go. No matter how old we get, we are still our parents' children, and that dynamic that was set up a hundred years ago just doesn't change. I wish it was different, because there will be a time when I wish that I had said something or did something and I won't be able to, but I just don't know how long you line up to be treated in a way that you just would never accept from anyone else in your life. I definitely struggle with the idea of putting up any kind of barriers or boundaries between me and my family, but then I wonder if that's the 40 years of gaslighting talking. I guess this is why people go to therapy, maybe? Suffice it to say that I feel like my mother might be turning a corner, and I'm glad for her because I'd like for her to be a lot less miserable, because then maybe so will I. Something else I've been thinking about this week since I've had a little extra time and because here we are yet again on the topic of my mother and family. Sometimes I wonder if when I write things down like memories and experiences and emotions and traumas or whatever, if I'm thinking that I've actually processed the thing. And I wonder about this because I've been listening to some of my older sidecar podcasts, looking for places where I can improve my delivery or my timing or my style or whatever. And I realize that I say or I recount a lot of the same stories and themes over and over again without realizing it. I think that what happens is I write the podcast and then I record it and then I feel like I'm done. I've said it and it's out of my brain and I have moved on. It's no longer clanging around in my head, upsetting me or terrorizing me or eating away at my good humor. And I have no reason to say it again. And yet I mention it again in another recording. So clearly I'm not done with it. One of the things we touched on in the agenda pod this week, quite by accident, which is often the way of that pod, was that even if you just say something out loud, once, it kind of takes the power or sting out of that thing. And I believe that is absolutely true because I feel like if I just can tell the story, I have neutralized it. But have I? So the question I have for you is, how does one process information without it being too traumatic that is clearly troubling you or on your mind and in a way that is sustainable so that you don't keep processing it over and over again, thinking that you've dealt with it. I think I worded that quite poorly. How do you process something in a way that is sustainable so that you don't keep processing it, thinking that you've processed it? I don't know. We might have to come back to that. Anywho. 
We're at the end of the August, which means that we're at the beginning of September. And before I launch into the food holidays for the month of September, I thought I would take a beat and circle back on something that I talk about once a month, every month, and that is the whole rabbit rabbit thing at the beginning of the month. It has come to my attention that too few of you know of this tradition, and that is fine because I am here to share a few cultural traditions with you, because I have very few. When I was a kid, my Irish family, specifically my grandmother, who was born in 1898 in County Armagh, Ireland, before it became Northern Ireland, UK, and Ireland became its own country, um, who came to this country as a teenager, either pregnant or got pregnant on the boat over, and eventually had eight kids. Her last one was my father when she was 40. She's 40 years old in the 30s. Can you, I can't even imagine. Someday I will tell you my harebrained theory that my father is actually the son of my grandmother's first child, my Auntie Ethel, but that is an absolutely a podcast for another day. Anyway, Grammy Cole used to tell me that on the first day of the month, the first thing you say when you wake up in the morning, and you can just whisper it, is rabbit, rabbit. Now, some folks say white rabbit, white rabbit, and some folks say rabbit, 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 which is what I do. But if you do any of those things, you are setting yourself up for a month of good luck. So here's the thing. On the one hand, we could say that it's all working because those of us recording and listening to this podcast are still alive and not in jail. And maybe we still have a roof over our heads and jobs and the internet and electricity. But on the other hand, are we thriving? I mean, the world is burning down. So let's all strive to do better and ensure we see rabbit rabbit first thing on Thursday morning and on the first of every month before we yell at the cats for scratching at the bedroom door, before we ask if the coffee is on, before we tell Alexa or Suri to go fuck themselves or turn off the alarm, before we do or say anything, because even though I am not very good at math, the law of averages says that at some point it has to work, right? By the way, the Patreon supporters got a special rabbit, rabbit, rabbit sticker to remind them. So that's another plug for supporting me that way and joining up on the Patreon. And if we have a little extra, we can always try doing something nice for someone we don't even know, kind of like extra credit, like pay it forward by buying cake for a stranger or cut the neighbor's grass if you know they're having some health issues or give $10 to someone ahead of you in the grocery store who finds themselves a short a few bucks when trying to pay their food bill. Okay, and on that note, how about we launch ourselves into the September food holidays? I have to say, September is full of delights, starting with National Biscuit Month. Now let's just stop for a sec and talk about this, because biscuits can mean a lot of things. Dog biscuits, which we love, biscuits as in cookies, biscuits to have with ham as in ham biscuits, which I think I've talked about um, which is a uh, biscuit and country ham, which is one of Ben's favorite things, but something that I will never, ever eat again. I mean, a whole month of biscuits. I might need to retire to my fainting couch. It's also better breakfast month. And let me tell you a little bit about a breakfast I like besides ice cream sandwiches and now Johnny Pops. But it is a yellow corn tortilla with some spinach and a fried egg and some shredded potato, uh, like a like a hash, like a hash brown. Yeah, hash brown. Uh, if this is well-known cuisine uh, from a culture that I recognize, uh, that I don't, I apologize for not knowing the name of it. I absolutely did not make this recipe up. I saw it on a video on one of the food instas, and it has quickly become a staple in our household. 
I can write the recipe up and put it in the recipe box Google folder for the Patreons. September is also National Chicken Month, which is fine. I like chicken. It is a good protein for me. Recently, I've loved chicken sandwiches um, with fresh tomato from the garden, basil, and smoked mozzarella on like a piece of baguette. It's very delicious. And speaking of chicken and cheese, it is also National Cholesterol Education Month, and I am not a doctor, so this is not medical advice, but I can tell you that I have had high cholesterol for as long as they've been testing me because it is genetic. Uh, no matter what I eat, no matter how I exercise or not, the only thing that controls it is medication, and so I take it, and now my cholesterol numbers are great. And as someone who has suffered from disordered eating, I will tell you that I do not have rules about food. Like this has too much fat or that has too much sugar or this has too many calories. Um, I will only put food into two categories, food I like and food I do not like. It is also National Honey Month. And I think I've mentioned before that we've been beekeepers for the last 10 years, but we've only ever collected honey from our bees twice. It's a lot of work. And maybe we'll do it next year for fun. Uh, honestly, I feel kind of guilty about it because it, it can kind of weaken a hive and I don't judge others who manage their hives in such a way so that they can take honey. I just think that we don't make a business out of it. So we just let the bees keep it and we buy our honey from our other beekeeping friends. It's also National Mushroom Month. And it's not a thing that we usually have in the house for food very often because Ben doesn't like mushrooms. But let me tell you about a completely not sponsored thing. For the past year, I've been getting a grow your own mushroom kit every month from a company that used to be called Nearby Naturals. Uh, I think they just changed their name. Like I literally got a text while I was typing this out to something else and they've completely changed their business model to something I am not even remotely interested in, like curated boxes of mushroom tea. I really just liked growing my own mushrooms. But there are lots of other mushroom growing kits and I highly recommend getting involved with growing your own mushrooms. However, a caveat, do not let your pets eat mushrooms of any kind as they can be toxic to pets. So when you're growing your own mushrooms, keep them in a place where they can't get nibbled on. September is also National Organic Harvest Month, and I should probably take some time to talk about why organic isn't always the best choice for everything for a few reasons, but that there are some fruits and vegetables that you want to get organic if you're concerned about pesticide residue and some fruits and vegetables where it really doesn't matter. Although pesticides will always matter to the greater natural world, I am just talking about right now um, with what you consume. Uh, in the meantime, you can check out the Environmental Working Group list of the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. You can actually get a little um, wallet card, uh, but it doesn't really take much to remember which ones are the Dirty Dozen and which are the Clean 15. Papaya is on the menu for the month-long fruits as well, and I love papaya. I love that I can buy some off the back of a truck in Hawaii and then just eat it with a spoon. It is so delish. It is also National Potato Month, which is kind of weird because we just celebrated potatoes last month, but just for a day, and clearly Big Potato wants to make sure that we don't ever forget about potatoes. As if. It's also National Rice Day, and I love rice. I could eat rice every day, and I recently found a really interesting pudding for uh, a recipe for rice pudding that you can make in the Instapot, and I think we're going to try it. Now, for the first week of September, it is Waffle Week. 
So please get out your waffle makers, get a fresh box of Kodiak cakes. I love that stuff. It does have lots of protein and it's still a waffle or a pancake and eat waffles all week long. Okay, on to the daily holidays for the first week, including Wednesday, the 31st of August, which is National Eat Outside Day and National Trail Mix Day. And if that's not a sweet collab between like REI and Chex Mix, I don't know what is. Someone call marketing. For non-food holidays, it is Love Litigating Lawyers Day, submitted without comment one way or another. And it is also a Diotomaceous Earth Day, and if you don't know what that is, I feel like I could do an entire episode on diatomaceous. <clears throat> now I'm not going to be able to say it right. Like, I absolutely know how to say this word until suddenly today when I have to read it. <laughs> diatomaceous earth. It is such a great discovery. We use it for so many things. You'll want to look it up. If you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter. Okay. Thursday, September 1st is National Cherry Popover Day. And like many of the things in this calendar, I can't even begin to tell you when I last had a sweet popover. I had lots of savory ones in the UK and they were, of course, delicious. So if you want to have cherry turnovers, instead you go right ahead. I totally love the frozen pepperidge farm ones. It is also wine season begins, which I guess is a thing, and oyster season begins, which is also a thing, and you can have all of mine of both. Thursday, I'm giving you some time so that you can write this down on your calendar. Thursday is also Ginger Cat Appreciation Day, and I cannot believe that for the first time in almost 33 years, I am down to one ginger cat. That math made me kind of sad, to be honest. So let's pour out a little water dish for Tigger, Mr. Kitty, Jack Diesel, Dash, Little Jim, Banjo, Little Petite, and Barney. Pete's the only ginger cat I have left right now. If you have a ginger cat, I would love to appreciate them. So please post a picture in my timeline. It is also World Letter Writing Day, and I love to send postcards more than letters because it's like sharing a moment of time with your people, but I think postcards count as letters, frankly. Friday, September 2nd is Blueberry Popsicle Day, which is whatever. When have you ever gotten a blueberry popsicle? I mean, a blue popsicle, yes, but that's almost always fake raspberry flavor or like lemon or something. I don't know. Anyway, luckily there are other things to celebrate on Friday, like World Coconut Day, which honestly should be a whole month. So who do I need to talk to about that? And also, <clears throat> also National Food Bank Day. And if I had been reading ahead and doing research like a professional person, I would have noted this last month and we could have done a food drive for our local food bank. But I'll tell you what, why don't you just go ahead and get some stuff together for that box that is always at the grocery store that you can put things in that go to the food bank. Just plan to do it at some point this month. It's also bring your manners to work day. And of course, this is a rhetorical question, but how is that not every day? Saturday's a fun day. It's Welsh rarebit day. Have you ever heard of it? I love it. It's like a cheese soup with toast points, or it's like an open-faced grilled cheese. There are a bunch of ways of presenting it. There was this private club in Providence, the Hope Club where I had to go for work every couple of weeks for meetings or lunch. And I either got the egg salad if we were in a meeting room and oh my God, it was so good. When I finally left Providence, the Hope Club partially catered my going away party. 
And they brought egg salad sandwiches because they knew how much I loved that egg salad. And it has been 14 years and I still think about their egg salad. And if we were eating in the dining room, where, by the way, I had to wear a skirt and men had to wear jackets, it was that kind of club, I would always order the Welsh rarebit. I do not even know how to make it, so don't ask me, but if you ever see it on a menu, uh, get it if you like cheese and toast. And finally, Sunday, September 4th, is Macadamia Nut Day, and I love them, but here's a little word of caution. They can go bad really quickly, and while you won't die, you can feel pretty lousy from eating rancid nuts. So do not do what I do and buy a suitcase full of them to bring back from Hawaii, only to find six months later that they all end up going in the compost. You're welcome. It's also eat an extra dessert day, and I'm personally offended uh, because this is like like every day for me. Okay, that is the week for you. Please keep rating and sharing the podcast, talking it up in your book club, your underground graves, and other spaces where you find community. You can support this work by joining the Patreon or by throwing some coin my way via the coffee. I split those funds between my snack account and donating to something we've talked about. This month, we'll put it towards food bank and pet food pantry donations. Do not forget to say rabbit, rabbit first thing on Friday morning. Let's really make it work this time, okay? I hope that you have a good long weekend coming up, that the weather is exactly how you like it, that if you're traveling anywhere, you don't get screwed by the airlines. I will see you next week, hopefully back on schedule, although I kind of like this midweek thing. We'll have to see. And remember, when you're accustomed to privilege, equity feels like oppression. See you next week. Thank you.